1: Hey what's up guys it's Mike Lynch. What's going on? This is Rashad. This is the Sports Sunday podcast. Thanks so much for listening. It is now brought to you on the fan by your local Les Schwab Tire Centers. Doing the right thing since 1952.
2: Kick the tires and light the fires, big daddy. The matchups. The superstars the games starting defense place at the table this is football sunday on the fan a comprehensive look at today's national football league action with your hosts mike lynch and rashad taylor you all know what you have to do remember no one and i mean no one comes into our house and pushes us around this is football sunday with mike and rashad on 1080 the fan
1: Good morning, everybody. Happy Sunday morning to you. Mike Rashad, Jesse with you until 11 o'clock. Talking lots of foosball today. By foosball, I don't mean the table. I mean actual football.
3: Which is also a great game, but...
1: I'm I'm really bad at foosball. I feel like it's really hard to control the little spinny men.
3: Well, you know, you and I have huge hands. You know, and I think that's, that's not really a like a huge advantage for us in the
1: Right, because you gotta be quick about moving things. Yeah, between you know, and you know, when handles. you got
3: big hands, sometimes they get stuck on some of the other handles and stuff. So yeah, that's a that's a tiny hand person game.
1: I feel very stupid when I play that game. Like I, I, I'm I'm fairly good at well, I, I I would say I'm above average at games, right? I've always I've been playing games my whole life that includes video games and other things. Um I feel like I'm kind of athletic a little bit and I just, whenever I'm playing that, I'm like, I can't hit the ball. I can't spin it the right way. I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah, I'm all spinners. How in that am I game. so stupid at this? Yeah,
3: I'm, I'm all spinners at that game. That's 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 what I do. That's you know, one way really to put it. really strong, <laughs> really strong shots at the goal. Like that's how I play foosball.
1: So the ball comes flying out of the table all like, the time. You woo! gotta go. Somebody's gotta go
3: chase it. It's bouncing through the community center. Yeah, that's typically me.
1: I got the passing down. Uh, you look like a from the corner.
4: player. Like I. I got it down, bro. used yeah, to, I, used to I, school them tournaments. I think
1: Jesse is really good at all the alternative things. Absolutely, There's not a lot of people play. Right, like he was a water polo player. That's pretty rare. He, he still does, a does beach some of the volleyball. Water stuff, beach, you know, volleyball. Yeah, that's stuff that not a lot of people do. But he seems good at all of it, and he's he's very athletic too. Just at those very alternative. And things. here's the thing: right.
3: like here's the here's the really the the. the I guess the thing people won't know because it's radio, you know, you don't really see us like that. But Jesse is actually, Jesse's what? Six, you're six, one, six, two, 6 two. You know, He's six, two, six, six, two. We're easily the tallest. Uh, well, I don't know. Primetime's is pretty tall. I mean, too. we, we, we definitely time.
4: have a three on three basketball team going oh, on. Oh, We're this, easily, that, that.
3: I think that would easily be a wrap. Dusty couldn't guard either one of us. Cam, I think he'd get buckets. I think Tam cam would get really angry at a point. And start throwing bows. Yeah, probably. Um,
1: uh, I'd, I'd be the one playing defense on him because I'm the biggest and I'm. Spray can shoot. I would shoot. just like hack him.
3: Yeah, Spray can shoot, <laughs> but he. Yeah, exactly. That's that's, that's all we're going to use you for,
4: bro. Uh, dude, Spray Sprague couldn't get past my defense.
3: Spray can shoot, though. So I got energy
4: for days. It would just stifle him. Yeah, but uh,
3: <laughs> I don't know, man. So I, I think we I would mean, knock anybody down. But Jesse actually. But I shoot,
4: but I could play D. But and Jesse, I can rebound. Jesse
3: actually is like a crazy physique though it's weird man like you wouldn't know because he's in sweatshirts and everything all the time but i mean he plays water polo and beach volleyball like that should let you know about the the body type that you know that this dude has lots
1: of lots of abs and a brand new haircut yeah well i'm trying to i was trying to really kind of
3: well there's the segue right there
1: i was trying to lean into it and say speaking of jesse we got all this sports coming up but there's one of the most important breaking pieces of news that we've had on this program in the entire existence of this program. Well, that does sound better. My it was bad. there. It was ready. My I was, was going to How about we, you know. You thought I was going to forget. I wasn't. Press
3: the dump button, Jesse, <laughs> for that whole, like, 20 seconds and let lunch do that.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, we came in this morning. Actually, I came in and I had a fantasy question for Jesse. He's one of the the sounding boards that I like to use for some fantasy football questions. Appreciate that. And um, he's in there with his, with his hoodie on and, you know, we were talking about it and, I have to come let Rashad in because his key fob is broken and he never gets it fix because, well, that's what Rashad does. And uh, <laughs> it's been years. It's, it's, been, been, a, it's been a while now. And he's just like, ah, I'm never going to get into this This is it's, bond, it's bonding with this, so it's okay. Um, we come back into the studio and we're talking to each other, Rashad and I, and I look through the glass and Rashad, well, actually, Rashad looks through the glass and goes, what? And Jesse had taken his hoodie off and he has a haircut. Now, that doesn't sound very exciting on the uh, on the top of it but jesse has uh in the entire existence of this program he's had long hair he's uh he's had like the classic rock long hair do and he usually puts it up in a ponytail and he's got you know he's got a lot of hair going on and he takes his he takes his hoodie off and it doesn't look like jesse anymore as he's cut all of the long hair off it's gone you you now have a uh a very very average person haircut. Yeah,
4: yeah. I'm I'm back to looking like a member of a boy band. I guess it,
1: it works, man.
4: Yeah, yeah. No, that I you mean. You went from
1: being a, a member of a glam metal band to a member of a boy band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so,
4: well, in between there was a little bit of a transition too. I definitely had butt rocker uh, slash uh, country mullet guy going on because ah, it yes. did go down to a mullet for uh, for Halloween. So you didn't see that last week because I was hiding uh, the fact that there was literally just a little bit dangling off in the
1: back. You, but. you really were going to... Wow. You let, you let us miss the mullet. You let us miss yeah, the mullet. Yeah, you missed the ball. I did not. No,
4: oh, that yeah. Yeah. Come no, on, man. Yeah, you missed Think it. Think about the
1: content. Seriously. <laughs> that's a man best mullets in sports. Like we could have did so many things. We are a content generation machine here at the fan and that is content right there. Yeah,
4: no, it, it was uh definitely I mean I can I can uh show you guys a, a photo or two. It was definitely. A photo is not
1: the same as seeing it, it in def- real life and touching it with your hand. It was
4: a glorious mullet. Like I didn't just, you know, like, oh, I hey, hear about now. like like cut it yeah, i dude. i went in i i got the i spent the money to make sure i had a a legit mullet put on this head it was uh it was rocking
3: so so okay so you went to the to the shop to yeah. get it done. so how yeah. does that work so <laughs> sit in the ch- sit in the sit in the chair and be like give me a mullet
4: oh oh yeah no it was like she's the, the the lady that cut my hair was like uh normally i joke with people that come in and cut their long hair about taking it down to a mullet but you just told me to do it. She's like, I don't know what to do. She's like, nobody tells me to do this. And I'm like, do it. Do it. She's like, do are it. you sure? Are you getting everything right? Are you Hunch. sure? Are you do positive? It. That's awesome. do, it. do it. Do it. Yeah, that's do yeah. Awesome. It, was, it was fun.
1: Uh, we got this text. I'm not sure if it's a family member of yours, Jesse. Uh, it says he had a very WWE look going. He was the heel. Now he's a baby face. <laughs> <laughs> that's
3: all that's also that's what you assume, that's what you're going for you know to
1: assume that is uh, someone who has seen both sides of you already mm, uh it's possible marie's out there listening right now it's possible um I, look i like the new look it looks, like, it looks like a completely different person uh which is not a bad thing it's just it's different and uh it was shocking at first but i'll get i can get used to this so i've been are you gonna grow it out again or are you like settled on this for a while now
4: uh I don't know, honestly. It, the 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 long hair originally came from me just being too lazy to go get a haircut every couple months, uh, but then Marie fell in love with the long hair, and so it stayed for Marie. Uh, um, it's like Fabio, you know
3: what I'm saying? It's like you know, it, it got. <laughs> was it some, like, was like, a little Italian intense, dude. You guys never saw it the,
4: the height of its career. Like the height of its career was so long, it literally tried strangling in my sleep like multiple times. Yeah, so Jesse it just had, had like, it, like
3: so. Trevor Lawrence wishes he had Jesse's hair you yeah. know that's you that's what about it was cutting at
4: your hair had <laughs> yeah no i definitely had
3: the, the Fabio locks you. going on <laughs> so you've inspired me man because i've been wanting to cut my hair for really like the last like six seven months so this is coming off
1: i mean your hair's not really really that long
3: really. oh it's super long you know you can't tell because it's kind of matted down because i do a lot of what we call sponging for you know everyone else that doesn't know which is to make sure that my hair can kind of stay twisted at a point you okay. know what i'm saying but if I start pulling it out, it's you know super no, super long. long. So hmm. it's just one of those things. So if I were actually like to pick it out, or more than that, blow it out, which is blow dry it with the comb on the end, then my hair is super super long.
1: I want to see condition sh- sh- come then blow in one Sunday yeah. before you cut it and just have it be blown out. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I was gonna that.
3: do a very kind of. You know, was gonna maybe fry, dye it, and lay it to the side one time just before I cut it. Just do something really yeah, do stupid it. and random do it. Uh, just before I cut it off. Much like the mullet before my guy just Yeah, no, I eyes. was but- I was
4: totally trying to play I was I was playing with Marie quite a bit with the mullet. I was like, Hey, so so should I just frost the tips on the top, maybe frost the ends of the mullet a little bit and just really and she And you didn't go mullet and just stash, did you? Uh oh no. Oh. No, I couldn't I couldn't do that. Couldn't do the mullet and stash. That nice. would that would have been the game. Oh, it would have been so bad because my stash. You guys know my stash. It's it's not the thickest of stashes. It's kind of the uh, Adam Morrison yeah, looking stash. If creepy. I let it go, yeah. yeah.
1: I gotta I gotta keep it tight for it to look decent. Yeah, you could grow, you could grow really long hair, but your facial hair doesn't grow exactly the same. No, no, and the baby face. Yeah. All right. Well, Rashad, unlike Jesse, if you do do that, do not hide it from us on a Sunday. I will not. You better make sure we see that. Everyone in, it, will, in its full glory. Everyone will see it. Uh, we got a lot of football coming up on the show today. We will start next segment talking some college football playoffs, which are uh, we got the first rankings of this week and things changed instantly this weekend. And it was good for Oregon as well, in my opinion. So uh, we'll get to that coming up next. We have our fantasy scramble coming up at 930 where we'll answer as many start to questions as you guys have uh, we're also going to give you for the first time some against the spread picks that we like uh, the two I'm going to give you. I actually put some money on so you you can trust that I at least am putting my money where my mouth is on that. And I think Jesse and Rashad are just going to play along for fun, but uh, we're going to do that at 9:45, 10 o'clock hour. We got a lot of NFL for you, which includes uh, the Thursday night game that already has gone final Raiders chargers. That's going to be our West coast bias as the Raiders are now somehow in a playoff uh, hunt all of a sudden. And then the Monday night game is the game of the week between the Seahawks and the Niners. So we'll get to that at 10 o'clock as well before hate it or love it. That's all coming up. Text in the Better You Today text line at 55305. Uh, And you can find us on social media. I'm at Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter. Rashad's at TaylorMade503. Jesse's at Jesse Osman, A-S-Z-M-A-N. But we will start in college as we always do. Ducks were off. Uh, The Beavs lost on Friday to Washington. But I want to focus more on the college football playoff picture Bama losing Penn state losing good for Oregon. That's next here on the fan.
2: Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan.
1: (laughs) Welcome back into Football Sunday, a.k.a. Mullet Sunday today. Uh, Jesse Osmond on Twitter at Jesse Osmond, A-S-Z-M-A-N, just tweeted out a picture of his mullet from the weekend, and it is glorious. I'm telling you, man, the mullet fits your head perfectly. Your head shape in the mullet. It's like a it's like a match made in heaven.
4: It, it, it literally, I I honestly think
1: I pull it off pretty pretty well. Not not bad. Yeah, I'm very happy. I'm very sad you did not show it to us live <laughs> last week. Now, but I'll take a picture. That, that's okay. You guys can find that on Twitter if you're interested in seeing Jesse's mullet at Jesse Osman A S Z M um, A N. College. You have any thoughts for shot? You just kind of college. No, on I'm Jesse, trying to find Jesse's it right mullet. now. Here we
3: go. And
1: oh Jay, that's awesome. <laughs> You're just like silent over there. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Rashad doesn't care. I'm no, yeah, was, I'm
3: actually trying to find the actual mullet, and here it is, man. This is, yeah. You, should, I, I, oh, I wish you could have kept the stash though. Just the stash.
4: That would have just, the, that would have been the cherry on top. Right. You know. Right. I, I thought the little chin chin beard thing I had going on, kind of, oh, kind of made it look a little hard.
3: Oh, you it know? works. know? Yeah. Kmart red light special, bro. Right. It works. Yeah, for sure.
1: I love it. College football playoff rankings came out this past, uh, what was it, Tuesday, between the college basketball opening games. Uh, And we saw Ohio State, LSU, Alabama, and Penn State as the four teams that would be in. Clemson was on the outside looking in at 9-0. Georgia was 6, and then Oregon and Utah were at 7-8, just ahead of Oklahoma in the one-loss team category. Um, The two other undefeateds, Baylor was at 12 at 8-0, Minnesota was at 17 at 8-0. Now, Minnesota had played literally nobody, so uh, the ranking, although maybe a little bit low, made sense. And Baylor also had not played a lot of teams. Um, this week, things are going to be a-changing, and I think it's very good news for the Oregon Ducks. The first thing was the game of the week yesterday was LSU-Bama.
3: Hell of a game, too. For... It was a
1: great game. Absolutely. And Alabama losing to LSU, 46-41 the final score. Uh, Joe Burrow, by the way, I think sealed the Heisman for himself with that one performance. He was damn near perfect. He went 31 of 39 for 393 yards, three touchdowns, also had 14 rushes for 64 yards. Alabama could do absolutely nothing to stop the LSU offense, which is something I never thought I would ever say in my life, because I'm remembering the nine to six games of five to six years ago between these two teams in the national was,
3: championship was it you know that they, was i think was that lsu uh, that was lsu but
1: that, that was the year that the like regular the, season game was nine to six i think bama won like 21 nothing the, the national championship, championship
3: was like 14 12 or something i think stupid. it was 21 like nothing i only not LSU lsu oh scored. it was yeah it was it was a lot of defense
1: played it was yeah. something really silly to watch well today we here yesterday we saw a lot of offense played instead and uh, nick Saleman came out after the game and said that They have no weaknesses. LSU's offense has no weaknesses. There's nothing you can do to stop them. And what's crazy about it is, so that's LSU's most impressive win of the year, obviously. You're playing the number three team. You're playing the juggernaut that is Bama, the team in the SEC that has beaten everybody every year, no matter what. Um, But they've also shown this offense has success against other high-rated teams with solid defenses. They beat Texas 45-38 earlier when they were ranked in the top 10. They beat Florida 42-28 when they were ranked in the top 10. They beat Auburn last week when they were ranked in the top 10, although that was a lower-scoring game. Uh, and now they've got Ole Miss, Arkansas, big. They just fired their coach. And Texas A&M for the last three games. LSU schedule is easing up. I don't see how they lose a game unless it's just a complete clunker. I mean, that that was Joe Burrow winning the Heisman. That was a huge statement for Ed Orgeron and what he's done offensively there for that team in uh, just the, the, the style. And by the way, his clip—if it's circulating on Twitter—where he said "Roll Tide, what bleep you?" in a in a post game, like uh, not a press conference, but when he was talking to the team. I love that Oh, uh, it was really. I good. love him. Really, really good. Um, LSU really, really looks like they're going to finish the year undefeated and be one of the the College Bowl playoff teams.
3: Oh no, they LSU is is they. Somebody said this, and and I absolutely agree. Like when they run on the field, they look like a football team. That's what like every time I see LSU play, I say that's what football is supposed to look like from the jerseys to the crowd, to the way they play and the aggressive like LSU is they've, they've got it for whatever reason, man. So Joe, Joe Burrow, again, you, you mentioned his game yesterday, flawless for the most part, you know, you miss on eight passes, but you, you connect as many times with all you made sure everybody on your team felt the love <laughs> a little bit for you. And man, I if you can do Alabama like that, mind you, this is kind of what we saw from Clemson. Clemson's really the only other team we've seen, like, take Alabama drive for drive. Come out, you score, man, we score right back. Big play on your end, big play on our end. A fantastic highlight play on our on our part, then we come back with another one until it's all the way down to the end. Like, outside of that, like, this is, this is the best game I've seen. Uh, Nick Saban's really been challenged, you know, and now you, you look around at college football – you look at some of these coaches that aren't intimidated anymore by the the Nick Saban aura. You know, you, you look at Dabble swing, who's beaten twice. Like, I'm not afraid of you anymore. Now you look at what they're doing in LSU. Like, nobody's afraid of Alabama anymore. Which, not to say that Alabama is terrible, because Tua was still brilliant
1: well, uh, in yesterday's game. He was brilliant, but his two turnovers likely is what cost them the game. He had a fumble yes. on the first drive. Also had an interception. I, I think it was, what, in the second quarter, third quarter? I can't remember exactly when it was. But... Um, if he didn't have those two turnovers, what's different about this? We don't know. Maybe they still lose the game. Uh, you can't, you can't do the ifs and buts game after a game. It's final. LSU won. Um, but I just, I was wildly impressed by the tigers in that game yesterday, but this is huge, I think for, for Oregon, uh, because now Alabama has one loss and it's not, and it's looking like they're not going to make the sec title game to be the quote unquote conference champion, unless LSU stumbles, uh, as they keep playing along in their last three games. Um, you're already seeing the spin zone work and I've seen it on social media. I saw it on the broadcast. Uh, I forget which broadcast it was yesterday, but they, I think it was the actual game broadcast at the very end of the game. Alabama was, was for sure going to lose after LSU got a first down and they put up how Alabama still makes the college football playoff with one loss. And it like went step by, excuse me, step by step on what needed to happen. What needed to happen was a lot. You need Oregon or Utah to be a two loss team and win the pac 12. You need the Big Ten champ to have a, to have two losses. You need uh, the Big Twelve to you need Oklahoma to have one loss but keep playing their kind of crappy schedule that they have. Uh, all four – and you need LSU to win out. All of that just for Alabama to make the playoffs. The spin zone was working, but that's a good sign for Oregon that all those things need to happen for Alabama now to make the playoff after losing to LSU. Although it's a great loss, they're not going to be in the they're not going to be in the SEC championship game. Uh, the other game that happened. Yesterday, that was great for Oregon, was Penn State lost to Minnesota. Minnesota undefeated. Uh, well, that may be as Let's bad go if, if, if they start climbing. The rankings really high because they, they beat a team like Penn State. But at the moment, it's good for Oregon because Penn State was number four. They were undefeated. And the Golden Gophers at home, I was shocked by this result, to be honest with you. They came out and actually just controlled the tempo of the game. Penn State had a little bit of a push at the end. Uh, where it felt like they were going to be able to come back and, and, and steal the game from Minnesota. they Minnesota held them off. Um, what was it with that pick in the end zone on the final play basically of the game? So that was huge. That was a great game, first of all. But Penn State losing is huge for Oregon. Oregon on a bye is sitting there going, oh, thanks LSU, thanks Minnesota. We're going to climb up the rankings next week. And it now puts Oregon back in the driver's seat, I think, back in full control of their playoff destiny. If they win out, they should make the playoff.
3: I mean, they they should. they should, you know. That's that's what you know. Conventional you know wisdom would tell you is that yes, Oregon lost one game, so they should. Now I think what they're going to start going to is strength of schedule and who you played and you know who you who you didn't play, who you lost to. Now, the Auburn loss hurts, you know, because that's a that's a win that Oregon should Oregon should be undefeated right now. That if you're asking me, I think they got yes, really. They we, we all know they got really um, safe. In the second half, and decided they didn't want to throw the ball any further than two yards down the field. And because of that, uh, Auburn came back and made it a game and then won the game. So Oregon should be undefeated. But the fact that they're not and they have this one loss, but then you're looking at a Penn State team with one loss to at least the 17th ranked uh, opponent who is undefeated as well, you know, at that point. I think some people might start looking at that, especially considering the Ducks play at seven o'clock and on the East Coast, that's 10 o'clock. Were you ever, let me ask you this. No. There you go. The
1: answer. I I never would have watched West Coast college football when I was living out there. There you go.
3: And so, and most of the people that vote, they're out there. And so, not not to say that they don't stay up to watch those games,
1: but if it's or at least DVR them to watch in the morning. You know, or at
3: least DVR (laughs) them to watch in the morning. But even still, I think I think you can get enough from highlights and enough from stat sheets and reading the play by play to understand like what a team was able to do or how they were able, you know. So they can make their vote based on that. So I, I do think there might be a way to kind of keep Oregon out but all they can all, all they can do is win at this point they have to win the rest of their schedule and what we typically seen from from some teams is they stub their toe on that team that's not supposed to not supposed to matter you know you're 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 supposed to go into Oregon State and Corvallis and completely run over them and then oh what do you know they they punch you in the mouth
1: that would be and, Arizona this coming and, week and, and there right? you go
3: you know and that's what you don't want if you're Oregon is to be to live so much in this ranking the fact that now you've moved up and you're number five and one more win and we do this and And then all of a sudden this team, you know, back kicks you in the face and you're back to square one and you're trying to fight for the red box bowl or whatever.
1: Yeah. Well, that's why I say they control their own destiny. They can't lose. If they lose, they're done. I mean, that's basically it. They can't, especially with the schedule they have remaining, which is not super difficult, uh, at least until the Pac-12 championship game. Um, it's, they can't lose. If they lose, they're done, but they have control of their own destiny by winning these games. This text just came in on the Better You Today text line, 55305. Everybody seems to have forgotten Oklahoma in regards to the playoffs, but if you look at the remaining schedule, they should easily jump Oregon if they win out. Yes, Oklahoma uh, does have uh, some tough games on the coming schedule. Uh, I'm just going to pull it up here because I remember looking at it but not remembering exactly who they have left. Uh, Oklahoma, by the way, almost blew the game to Iowa State yesterday, so Uh, 42-41, the final. Yeah, they play Baylor next week at Baylor, who won and is undefeated, then TCU, and then Oklahoma State, um, who is ranked at the moment, at least. Uh, So, yeah, they've got some games left that could help push them up. The only difference with Oklahoma and Oregon right now is the quality of the loss, and that is losing to Kansas State in Manhattan when you hadn't lost there in, what was it, 25 years, if you were Oklahoma, is a way worse loss and Oregon losing to Auburn in the week one game in Dallas when Oregon had injury issues uh, at wide receiver. They were playing with almost no wide receivers in that game, if you remember. Um, and the committee takes into account the injuries. So if they both win out, I think Oregon still will will be ahead of Oklahoma. And you, see, you saw the committee kind of set that in stone by ranking Oregon two spots ahead of Oklahoma in the opening college football pl- playoff ranking is – Oregon beating Utah, assuming Utah still in the top ten at that point, will be a better win than Oklahoma's wins moving forward, in my opinion. And their loss was better than Oklahoma's loss. So, in, if that's the case, I think the Ducks would still be a, be ahead of them. But it is a good argument because Oklahoma has some good matchups left.
3: No, yeah, and and, and the matchup this week at, at Baylor, that's going to be the one that says if Oklahoma is probably going to the playoff like it it wouldn't shock me Baylor is a a top 15 team and I think we a lot of times we kind of poo-poo as you guys like to say anything past top 10 you know like if if you're not within the top 10 well you're a good team but if you play the 15th ranked team the 12th ranked team the 20 something that means of of 125 division one football teams they are Twenty-two. There's more know. now. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it might be yeah, more than that at this point. So 130 some odd teams. You're 22. You're 12. You're that's that's not something to overlook. And we know that Baylor knows how to score points, and so we'll see what happens. But yes, Oklahoma is one of those teams that, that that's right in the mix as well, and they can score points like nobody's business.
1: Uh, we got to take a break here. Text in your fantasy football start stick questions to the Better You Today text line at five five three zero five. Already got a couple of them coming in. We'll get to as many as we can next. And we're also going to start at 945, giving you some against the spread suggestions as well uh, for the games coming up in just about a half hour. So get those questions in. Thank you guys, by the way, for the text during that time. we got a lot of good interaction there. Appreciate it. Uh, again, better you today, text line 55305. Next, Fantasy
2: Scramble first, Jesse Sports. <laughs> This is what you get when you wait until the last minute. It's your pick. Fine, whatever. This guy. A kicker. I like kickers. Listen up, you fantasy coaches. Mike and Rashad are here to save your butt with some last-minute injury news and roster advice.
3: The only reason my team finished as terrible as it is because everybody on the team was hurt. Literally every single player on my team
2: was hurt. This is Fantasy Scramble, part of Football Sunday on 1080 The Fan. 9.33
1: 9.33 here on your Sunday morning. Mike Rashad, Jesse with you. What it's old is new again. I as guess. all your players are hurt. Hey, Everybody I on your so. team's hurt again. Oh,
3: my gosh, bro. It's, it's like Groundhog Day. Like, Punxs Tony <laughs> Phil is around here somewhere, man. It's it's the weirdest thing. I'm I'm on fourth and fifth string guys. And guys, I don't know if they're in the league anymore. But I'm pretty sure they're going to start for me today.
4: He's, like, got somebody playing for the... Uh, Was it the Winnipeg whatevers? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Some XFL
1: teams. Winnipeg
4: blue bombers. Man.
1: <laughs> so we'll see how it works. But did are allowed to have Canadian Football League teams in, uh, or players in your fantasy league. That's amazing. Hey, hey, man. That'd be so cool. I'm, I'm, a I'm going for Ws, man. Uh, so text in your fantasy football starts at questions that you have or trade questions uh, to the Better You Today text line at 55305. And we'll get to as many as we can here. We're also going to start next segment uh, doing giving you some uh, NFL picks against the spread so uh that will be coming up next first question we got non-ppr need one for flex damian williams latavius murray alan robinson austin hooper um well LaShawn mccoy is out inactive for the game today so damian williams will be the clear number one and last week against a good rush defense he actually played quite well uh with uh in that game but Patrick Mahomes coming back is going to take some of the value away from the running game in general. Cause they will likely throw the ball more. Tennessee does have a fairly good defense. Um, the only other option out of this that I like is Latavius Murray, because they said they're going to give him some more run uh, because he played so well in the last two weeks, even though Kamara's is back, uh, but I'm going to go Williams cause he's going to get the number one workload, even though it's a non PPR. And uh, I like just the stable floor with that.
3: Hmm. I think I have to take Damian Williams as well. Uh, especially in your flex position, i odd, I've never really been in love with you know Austin Hooper. I, I like him, but he's you know touchdown he's touchdown machine this year. He, he, he this year he's been, but I don't know for for whatever reason, like he's he's just not one of those guys has been as consistent for me. So uh, I'm probably going to go Damian Williams as well.
4: I just don't really want to play really anything going against New Orleans this year. That defense has been really good, especially against a passing game uh, and the running. They've just been good this year uh, against fantasy receivers, running backs, tight ends. They've just, they, they've been hard to go. So I'm, I'm going to throw Hooper out of there. Um, I, I was telling Mike, I think there's still standalone value for Latavius Murray. Um, they, they came out and said they liked what they saw with uh, from him. The two weeks he got to be the bell cow and uh, Kamara's okay. Losing a few touches to him and keyword being there a few. And so this is where I I'm going to go. I think, you have a more stable floor with Latavius Murray, because I think you have a guy who um, is running the ball well, and he's going to get opportunities. And I think he's going to get opportunities inside that, that red zone, green zone area inside the five, 10 yard line um, where Damian Williams, I'm worried because he's still, despite that 91 yard touchdown, like that's like almost a third of his entire rushing this season, because he was, outside of that. has been rushing about two yards or less a carry. He hasn't been good. Uh, and I also worry about Daryl Williams taking some touches away from him at the goal line. But I think because you have Mahomes coming back and he's so involved in the passing game, I think he has higher upside. So I, once again, this is going back to my classic. If you want a guy with higher upside, I think you have Williams. If you guy, want a guy I think is a little safer, stable floor, Latavius Murray. Uh,
1: you guys have been money with all of your suggestions. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, this week at the Flex, half point PPR, Christian Kirk or Golden Tate. Uh, Well, Kirk last week was a massive disappointment. I think he only had like one catch in their game. Tough matchup on Thursday night football against the Niners, who, yes, you're right. A very tough matchup, uh, which is going to be coming into play in the next question that we have uh, that came in on the text line. Kirk is playing Tampa Bay this week, who is a sieve on defense and gives up a ton of yards to receivers. Uh, And when they last uh, played a good defense, though, after before San Francisco against the Saints, he had 79 yards and uh, on eight catches. So Christian Kirk had a good game there. Uh, The other guy he asked uh, was Golden Tate, who is uh, now on the Giants, if you forgot that. Remember, he was suspended for uh, four games to start the year. They're playing the Jets. He had himself a really, really good game when he first came back uh, against the Patriots. He's been consistent. He's been pretty safe. He's getting about six catches a game. That's really, really good in a half-point PPR. Um, But I think I'm going with the explosive guy in Kirk on this one against the Tampa Bay Bucks defense. Um.
3: I think I'm going to go with Christian Kirk as well. You know, somebody that can take off the top of the defense. You know, at any point, so uh, he'd probably be my play. I like Golden Tate, but Golden Tate is, you know, what you're going to get with him. It's, it's going to be solid. I don't think really th- think you can go wrong either way. You can, but I think, I think I'd probably go with uh, Christian Kirk.
4: Um, I, I, I'm, th- I'm thinking Kirk as well. I just, I, uh, I like. Uh, The way that Arizona is operating their offense more right now, you know, they want Kirk to be their number one. They kind of want Larry Fitzgerald to be more their number two Uh, and and the play in Tampa Bay this week. And they are they are going to have to throw the ball in order to keep up with that. The one thing that Tampa does well is they score a lot of points. And the one thing that their defense does well is give up a lot of air yards. So I I think I want to I want to get in on that going against that Tampa D.
1: Next question. Should I start Damian Williams over DK Metcalf? The answer Damian Williams questions today. Yeah. um, Shady McCoy is out. And I think chiefs running backs have been a little bit of an enigma this year. They're good and they're in a good offense, but it's hard to trust one. Uh, Yes. The answer is yes on this one. And uh, the reason is because DK Metcalf is playing the Niners defense, which has been quite good against wide receivers. Uh, Plus Josh Gordon likely to get some snaps, which will take some of the value away from Metcalf, at least initially until we find out whether or not Gordon will work in that offense and, Still, Tyler Lockett is the clear number one in that offense with Russell Wilson. He's just been absolutely insane, the two of them together. We'll get to that more in the 10 o'clock hour. But uh, I am personally benching DK Metcalf, despite the fact the guy I'm playing has Russell Wilson, uh, because I'm going to start Latavius Murray as well as uh, Zach Pascal against the Dolphins defense. So, uh, Damian Williams is going to be the clear number one today. Yeah, I'd, I'd start him over DK Metcalf.
3: Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, that San Francisco defense is just too nasty. And, you know, Richard Sherman does really well against bigger, um, receivers, you know that's just kind of he likes the physicality. He likes to be able to get in there and mix it up. So uh, I don't think that would be the great game for the rookie. So I would go Damian Williams for that one. Uh,
4: so my th- this is kind of my breakdown from a couple weeks ago. I Had a, f- a friend that asked me a question. He's like, "Hey, should I play Sud or should I play Metcalf?" And I was basically like, "Hey, you're looking at a guy." And, and DK only gets about four looks a game. Now, last week was a little different. You're going against Tampa Bay, which like we just talked about in that last question, they're a sieve. They gave up lots of plays and you got to throw a lot to keep up with them. But basically, I was like, the floor here is you get DK could catch two touchdowns, random touchdowns, but he could catch you like three or four balls. Well, that was the same week he caught three balls for 17 yards and two touchdowns. So basically, you got the best of both worlds. You get as high and you get as low. Um, and that's the problem with this guy. If you play him against the 49ers, it's quite possible you get two or three catches for literally like 12 yards, and that's it. Um, So I think I'm going to steer away from Metcalf this week.
1: Uh, This question's a tough one. Kareem Hunt or Kenyon Drake in a PPR. Kareem Hunt no longer suspended. Uh, He's back for the Browns. We are very unsure what his role is going to be. David Johnson healthy, back for the Cardinals. Chase Edmonds is out. Um, This one's tough PPR. uh, Neither are really great PPR guys in my opinion, but um, I'm going to go with Drake in this one just because that is a known commodity at this point. I know David Johnson will be back. I know Tampa Bay's run defense is really good actually. So it's going to be a tough, uh, tough running for the Cardinals running backs, but David Johnson has no injury designation. He's not hurt at all. So he's going to be back and getting the number one touches, but I don't know Kareem hunt. I don't know what he's going to do behind Nick Chubb backups behind Nick Chubb tend to suck. So, I'm not 100% sure how that's going to work. Just purely based on uncertainty and the safety of using a guy who I've seen in the uniform. Kenyon Drake played great for the Cardinals last week. I'm going to go Kenyon Drake. Well, Kareem
3: Hunt ain't no backup. And that's the, so he's going to be for a minute until he figures out, you know, until the team figures out exactly what they have there. But he's going to start. He's going to be the guy. Well, he's not going well, to start over Nick Chubb. Not me.
1: He's not going to start over Nick Chubb. Chubb well, is really good.
3: Nick Chubb is really good, man. They, how? What's their record? In, uh, you're not going to bench your quarterback at this point. I mean, not Freddie Kitchens. But either way, that's a whole different. We can talk about <laughs> Cleveland literally for an hour, but we, we, we won't do that. Man, David Johnson is playing against this Tampa Bay defense. I'm going David Johnson all day.
1: Well, like, it's Kenyon Drake is the other option. Oh,
3: Kenyon Drake. He's I'm so the backup sorry. to David Johnson. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Well, yeah. Um, I still, That's I still like Ken, I still like Kenyon Drake just because with David Johnson coming back, I still think he's going to get a, a lot of carries. Today. He's going to get a lot of touches, maybe some goal line stuff. So, uh, yeah, I, I will go with Kenyon Drake today.
4: Uh, I mean, obviously, I don't like either one of these as well. You're, you're, you're talking about this is a really tough situation. Just yeah. kind of a, a hail mary. Um, but you have to go with the more known commodity, the guy. The, I mean, it, the, the problem with having a guy come out off of a suspension who wasn't able to practice with this team for how many weeks? Like, you have to think about the fact that he's probably not in a in game shape. He could come out and he could pull a hamstring on the very first play because he's not used to to using bursts of speed like that because he hasn't been in the league for a year and a half. We're... we're we're talking about the known commodity today, and, and I believe that you're still going to end up probably about the same amount of touches. I, I'm thinking they're probably going to get Hunt probably six to eight touches today, and I think you'll probably get about six to eight touches for Drake. The thing is, is Drake, um, you know, probably going to get him in the passing game. He does well in the passing game, and and they're really creative in Arizona with that offense. We're in Cleveland. What have we been hearing about Freddie Kitchens every week? He's being outcoached. So I, I think I'll go with the guy who's the surprise of the coaching ranks this year and and go with Cliff Kingsbury as, as the offensive mind with that one.
1: All right, let's go a little rapid fire here for a minute. Calvin Ridley or Allen Robinson. This one for me is really tough because Allen Robinson, when he's been good, has been sensational. Um, but you're playing with the if you pick Allen Robinson, you're playing a guy who has a quarterback who can't throw the ball from me to you as a starting quarterback. Mitch Trubisky Man, you liked him at the beginning of the season. I did, and I was so wrong. Yeah, you were. So wrong. Players
3: mess up, man. Um, All right.
1: I mean, man, he's bad, and he's no longer going to be the starter after this year. I guarantee it. In in Chicago, he is that bad. Um, Calvin Ridley has been not great this year, but he's been much more consistently getting four or five catches a game. uh, And I think... And I'll, this is kind of a hint from my, one of my against the spread picks next segment. I think the Falcons and Saints is going to be pretty high scoring today and closer than people think. So uh, I'm going to go Calvin Ridley here, just a little safer than than Alan Robinson. Um,
3: yeah, Mitch Trubisky is not very good. And, you know, at this point, man, Matt Ryan hasn't been great either, but, you know, he's better than Mitch Trubisky. So for that reason, I'm we'll going Calvin Ridley.
4: 14-point spread. Yeah. A fourteen point spread for Atlanta know, that's and crazy. New Orleans—that's insane. That's crazy, like that's no respect for that Atlanta offense. I mean, I mean, I, I mean—it's—it's—it's it's, it's rating we're, we're that gonna, Atlanta gonna, defense where get, it needs to be. But we're yeah, gonna get to it. All right, worry. sorry, sorry. Uh, uh, you know, rapid fire. I, I, I think I'm just I, I'm gonna be the weird contrarian here and go. I, I will. No, you know what? I Darius Slay. I'll I'll go Ridley Ridley all right
1: PPR flex spot AJ Brown on the Titans or Cole Beasley on the bills Beasley's caught three touchdowns in a row uh, or three weeks in a row Um, but I'm taking AJ Brown on this one Beasley's only had two or three catches per game the touchdowns are a little are good but a little bit lucky I think AJ Brown's been getting many more targets with Ryan Tannehill starting there so I'm gonna go AJ Brown AJ Brown AJ Brown Corey Davis isn't playing today should I start Todd Gurley or Michael Gallup at the flex um I'm going to say Todd Gurley. Pretty easy one for me on that one. Gallup, Gallup has a lot of potential, but he hasn't fully lived up to it. His defense is good.
3: Gurley with the, you know, unsure face.
4: I, I, I'm going to go Gurley on this. I think I think he's the – sure, Gallup could it.
1: outscore you, but I think he's the smarter play. He's just going to get way more touches than yeah. Gallup's going to get. All right, we got a break. Coming up next, we got a couple more we'll get to and give you some NFL picks against the spread. This is Football Sunday on The Fan.
2: weekend sports with a difference this is sports sunday with mike and rashad on 1080 the fan
1: let's continue with the fantasy scramble as well as getting into some nfl picks against the spread this segment we want to get to your questions first though as we got a couple more we got to get to uh need two of the following in a ppr league Oda beckham jr jarvis landry julio jones dk metcalf Jamison crowder uh, well, you're definitely starting Julio Jones. I think that's a pretty simple, easy one for me there, especially with Matt Ryan back. Um, I'm sorry. I hate, hate the Browns receivers right now. They are so, I mean, the Browns are so bad right now that starting with their receivers is really tough. Uh, I also think starting DK Metcalf is a really bad matchup against the Niners. Uh, Jamison Crowder's been really good for for uh, the, Jets. the Jets. Absolutely. Uh, and the Giants yeah. defense has not been very good. Crowder's catching a lot of balls out there. Um I honestly think I'm leaning towards Julio and Crowder, but I understand if you want to pick one of the Brown receivers because it's tough to to sit a guy like Odell Beckham Jr. with the potential that he has.
3: Uh, I'm going – it's crazy. You can echo that. I'm going Julio and Crowder. Uh, Crowder's been great for the Jets this year. Um, I've got him on my fantasy team as somebody that was just going to be –
1: Especially in a PPR league. Yeah, he was supposed
3: supposed to be somebody that was just going to be there to back up Jarvis Landry and Antonio Brown. And what do you know, he's been – one of the most consistent receivers in fantasy this year. So I'm going Jameson Crowder and
1: uh Julio Jones. Also Buffalo has a good defense. So that's another 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 thing against uh against the Browns receivers. Uh yeah, Crowder. I I
4: I think the when Crowder's been there and he's been healthy and and Sam Darnold's been there and he's been healthy. He's been a a really good piece for him, especially in PPR. So I think I think I'd throw
1: him out there. Quarterback Kirk Cousins against the Dallas Cowboys or Daniel Jones against the Jets. Uh, I'm looking at the ESPN rating or rankings from all their staff. They're basically exactly the same 12.2 and 12.5 average. Uh, Kirk Cousins is playing really, really well lately. Uh, He's had 20 plus points in four of his last five games. Uh, Daniel Jones is a turnover machine, but still gives you fantasy points every once in a while by throwing some touchdown passes. I'm going with Kirk Cousins. I think he's a safer bet. Uh, I'm going with Kirk Cousins. I think he has more toys to play with. Kirk Cousins. Latavius Murray or Derrick Henry? Ooh, that's an interesting question. So Derrick Henry is the clear-cut number one in Tennessee. He actually hasn't been as bad as I thought he would be this year. When I've watched him play, he's, he's gotten a little bit more into open space with his runs. He's been a little bit more consistent. He's getting touchdowns. Um, in this case, although I like Latavius Murray today, I'm going to go Derrick Henry because I think he's going to get way more consistent touches and could certainly get in the end zone for a touchdown.
4: Been about the only consistent part of that Tennessee
3: team. So I'm going Derrick Henry.
4: this was, you know, a different story four weeks ago. You know, all you had to do to, to really beat the chiefs was run the ball and, you know, and you could kind of slow that game down. The Chiefs have made adjustments. They're actually playing pretty well in the run game now on defense. Um, So I do worry about that tamper expectations, but I still think I'm rolling out Derrick Henry.
1: This is actually a tough one, too. Jalen Samuels or David Montgomery at the running back spot. Um, I think an important question here is, is this a PPR league or not? If it's a PPR league, Jalen Samuels is your man uh, because he caught 13 passes when he started for James Conner last time he started. Uh, 13 passes. Just going to reiterate that um david montgomery's got three touchdowns in the last two weeks but his his usage is so weird and i think they're starting to use him more which is good i just don't trust it but honestly this is fully based on if it's a ppr or not if it's ppr go with jalen samuels if it's regularly, regular league go david montgomery uh i'm just taking jalen samuels
4: uh i i will the same if it's ppr uh then samuels regular standard um even probably half point i'd probably go montgomery
1: uh, two more, Ronald Jones or Derrick Henry. Ronald Jones now be given, as Jesse said in a break to me, being given the number one duty fully over Peyton Barber in Tampa Bay. Uh, he's playing a pretty good Arizona defense, though. Uh, he has looked better this year, given more carries. Uh, I'm still going to take Derrick Henry in this one, though. I just feel like he's been more consistent. I like Derrick Henry. Uh, man, um, I actually think I'm going to go Ronald Jones in this one. Uh, who do I play as a flex in a PPR? Zach Pascal, David Johnson. Ooh man so david johnson's playing a really really good rush defense in tampa bay tampa bay's rush defense is really good they actually their their game plan is to funnel straight up the middle and take away the run and force you to pass which is not working for them but that's been their defensive game plan all year and they've been really good at doing that Uh, in these kind of instances i always like to lean towards the player who's way better and i think david johnson's way better than zach pascal but that matchup pascal's got is so juicy with the dolphins I think I'm going to lean towards Pascal on this one, especially in a PPR. You
3: know, playing the Dolphins is like when we were, it's like playing the the Generals, you know, the the team that the Globetrotters play against. You know, at this point, you know you're going to have a career game more than likely. So, uh, I'm I'm going with Jones in that one.
4: And I I the. The Dolphins have been playing better. If you if you're if you if you haven't watched them the last two three weeks, basically coming out of the bye, they have been better. I haven't with, watched them. All I, I know, I know, and, and I understand, but they've been better. It, it, they're like the opposite of Cincinnati right now. Like they actually seem to be, despite the fact that they've been in full tank mode. They the players are trying to win. Where um, Cincinnati, they're not. Uh, but with with all of that said, I. think... I think I'm still probably going to roll out Pascal. I I like David Johnson quite a bit, um, but he's got a really tough matchup. And whether th- I want to see how they divvy up the touches between him and Drake in the passing game.
1: So those are our fantasy questions. We do that every single week at 930. Thank you guys for just, uh, texting them into the better you today. Text on at 55305. We'll do that every single week at 930. Uh, Before we go, I wanted to start adding this into the segment as well, just because uh, it's legal in Oregon now to bet on sports, or it has been legal. I thought you were going to say something else. We have a – well, it's also legal to smoke weed. Um, But uh, we now have the Oregon Lottery Scoreboard app. hey oh And um, we can bet on the NFL. No college yet. And uh, I have put down two bets today, and uh, these are the ones that I like today. The first one is uh, Falcons plus 14 Against the uh, Saints this week, and to me, this one, when I saw the, I knew the line opened at like twelve or thirteen, and I was like, really, twelve or thirteen? Atlanta can still score. Their defense isn't very good, but they can still score. And I knew I was like, oh, maybe maybe Matt Schaub is starting. Although Matt Schaub threw for almost five hundred yards last week, but Matt Schaub is starting. Uh, maybe no, oh, okay, maybe I can see that. Then Matt Ryan is is uh, likely going to play with an ankle injury, which is a way better option than having Matt Schaub as your quarterback. To me, I think this is—I think the Saints will win this game, but it's a divisional matchup. The Falcons have lost a lot this year, but a lot of the games have been high-scoring, close affairs. I think Atlanta plus fourteen is a is a is a decent value for for a game like today. So I put some money on that one uh, for sure.
3: Uh, for me, they're the one that kind of stuck out was um, Baltimore at Cincinnati, and uh, I think it's Cincinnati or Baltimore um, uh minus 10 and a half.
1: I I I'll look what up what the Oregon lottery one is for you right now. Uh it is, yeah, 10 and a half. Baltimore minus 10 and a half.
3: Now, uh, it's
1: about it's a big spread.
3: It's a it's a, a 10 and a half points like you people don't really think about that like there are very very few blowouts every week in football, you know. So will you will you see a team get blown out by 21 points, you know, 38 points. It's that very seldom happens. It does happen but you can count on maybe two or three of those games per week being like that. But for the most part, most of these games are really within a few points of each other. So 10 and a half points uh, is a lot, but like Jesse was kind of saying earlier, like the, the Baltimore, or excuse me, that the Bengals just get a pass. And like, we never talk about how they just, they, they don't even look like they're trying at a point. So uh, yeah, I, I think the Ravens can definitely ten and a half.
4: I'm surprised that's not 14, to be honest. Um, I, there, there are a couple I really liked. Um, let's go with maybe an uh, an underdog here, uh, like Bills plus two and a half at Cleveland. Like, give give me some Bills over Cleveland. Cleveland stinks. They just lost to the the dang Denver Broncos. Come on, <laughs> like I'm sorry that what they got Cream Hunt back and all of a sudden they're going to beat the Bills. I, I, I don't think so. Um, and then honestly, I like the jets against the giants as well. I think that you're looking at a team right now. All of a sudden giants are in love with uh, the New York's in love with Daniel Jones and forgetting that he loves to throw turnovers. Like he really does a lot of turnovers. I think it's Sam Darnold is a competent quarterback. This is a, a, a winnable game for them. And it is, although a road game, they're at home. So I, I, I like this. I like I like the the Jets plus three against the Giants as well.
1: Uh, my final pick that I put a little bit of money on today was, uh, and I'm sad because uh, the, the line moved down since I actually picked the bet. Um, but uh, I got Packers minus five and a half today against the Panthers. The reason I like that is because last week the Packers got absolutely 100% embarrassed. And you don't embarrass Aaron Rodgers and live to tell the tale the next week. I think they are going to put a whooping on Carolina this week purely as a statement game of, we were good. We were truly bad against the Chargers last week. I mean, they were absolutely dreadful. And I think they're going to come back and win by 10, 14 points in that game against Carolina. I know Carolina is actually pretty good with Kyle Allen at quarterback. And, of course, you got Christian McCaffrey. That's more of a gut feel than anything. And just some notes about the two, two of the games that you picked. I just keep an eye on, you know, in, in, in gambling terms, the sharp is someone who puts really big money on games and is usually pretty good at gambling. Mm-hmm. They kind of have like a database of them. A lot of the sharps are on Cincinnati plus 10 and a half because Cincinnati's although they're winless, they've lost a lot of close games this year and Baltimore coming off a huge win against New England might have a little bit of a step back after that high of beating New England last week. And also a lot of the sharps seem to be on Cleveland for some reason I don't understand that one at all. I'm with Jesse, I think the Bills are the better team by far. But for some reason people think the the, the Browns at home are going to have a bounce back game after their loss to Denver against the bills remember the browns did house the ravens in baltimore earlier this year so there's the potential for them to play well they're just not doing it consistently so just some notes from what i saw from the sharps and some of those picks as well all right we're going to do that every week just at the end of the fantasy scramble so if you have any good picks feel free to text them into the better you today text on at 55305 or what you uh what picks you've made so far this week texas your locks of the week yeah texas your gold star instant money winner locks of the week all right, coming up next, 10 o'clock gallery will focus a lot on the Niners Seahawks Monday night game as well as the Thursday night game that was between the Raiders and the Chargers. That's before Hate It or Love It here
0: on the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.